Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well today on this fabulous and wonderful Tuesday morning. Hope everybody had a good night's rest and I appreciate you getting up and joining me this morning and getting our day going in the right direction. Let's see what we got watching this morning. We got Tracy Little, Rusty Paws, Jerry Jerry Keller. I didn't know he knew that, that there was time before 10 a.m. I'm surprised that he's awake. So, uh, must have had indigestion, just having to stumble across it this morning. No, I'm teasing. Uh, Mike Hensley, Jennifer Honeycutt, and uh, quite a few more watching, but uh, just all the names to see. It's kind of weird how it pops up. There's a larger number at the top, people watching, but only certain names uh, show on the bottom there. So I didn't call your name. It's not my fault. I, I don't see it. So, All right. But again, thank you for joining me. And at this time, my friends, let us do, hello, Donna Taylor, let us do our uh, morning pledge of allegiance. Whoops. Might have forgot to write slide up. Wasn't it? Here we go. All right. Pledge of allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands, one Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty to all who believe. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, while I add its words in my heart, that I might not sin against God. Alright, let me, there we go. I'm having trouble getting the, the mouse to cooperate this morning here. But, uh, I praise God that we have the freedom to be able to say these pledges each and every day, and uh, that we live in a such a wonderful country despite all of its issues i'd rather be in this country than any other i could think of and uh, uh i guess that kind of brings us to mad matt's news and comment i know y'all wait with breathless anticipation for me to uh, do my news and comment each and every day hello amy oaks turner or miss mousie michelle fox harris appreciate y'all tuning in but i know you wait with breathless anticipation you know of course um this uh, insanity of this Inflation Reduction Act that was signed into uh, the bill signed yesterday by our potato-in-chief, as I call him. Uh, you know, again, we have a man who can't even put on his coat or shakes hands with invisible people. But, uh, uh, you know, seeing Schumer with giddy grins as he signed it just made me want to throw up. And, uh, you know, all this is just a, a way to push the Green New Deal is about all it boils down to. I mean, just call it what it is. And uh, uh, this, this whole thing with this 87,000 new IRS agents, uh, don't think that this will not be politically motivated. If you don't think that's true, you can look at how the IRS went after, uh, in 2013, the Tea Party uh, people and tried to target them. Uh, well, kudos to Florida. I hope Tennessee will follow uh, along the same lines that they're going to crack down on uh, the IRS and their, what they are actually able to do in their state. And so let's hope that Tennessee will follow suit and do the same thing. Uh, on the good news, uh, Liz Cheney was beat, not only beat, but she was beat badly. <laughs> so these, these are some good news out there. But uh, our, our, our nation is in chaos right now. There's no doubt about it. And if you're like me, it makes you so angry you can't see straight. And when you see asinine things on uh, social media 
uh, anybody to even suggest that we have a great leader, they, they have to be mentally ill. I really don't get it. But I'll be honest with you guys, I think people are on the verge of, uh, 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 Rusty said, I love that Liz Cheney lost. Me and you both, brother. Uh, I call her Miss Piggy. But anyway, so, but uh, our nation is in chaos and uh, we need prayer now more than ever, my friends. All right, uh, let's go and look at our verse of discussion this morning. Uh, we're looking at First uh, um, John chapter four, verse one. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see whether they are from God. For many false prophets have gone out into the world. I would do recommend that you, uh, in order to bring everything into full context of what we're talking about this morning, to read First John chapter four verses one through six uh, when you, when time allows, and you can uh, read those verses in its entirety. I think will bring more clarity uh, to what we're discussing this morning. Uh, you know, as P.T. Barnum said, that uh, there was a sucker born every minute. You know, uh, Brandy likes to watch her uh, doctor Phil and. Uh, about every other episode she watches, it gets a little, to me, it's boring, gets on my nerves, but uh, it's these catfish uh, stories that he does in regards to, I, I really don't understand the naivety of individuals. Uh, maybe they're just so desperate, so lonely, they get suckered into it, but you'll oftentimes see an older man or woman who, uh, uh, who've gotten suckered into uh, uh, believing some South African story that uh, there's a man or a woman of their uh, that they desire uh, to uh, send them money and usually it's a picture of some real pretty young girl or some real good handsome young looking man and you look at the person that they're supposedly in love with and you're thinking ain't no way Yoda that they're going to be <laughs> interested in you I mean common sense would tell you that and a lot of them are pitiful you know it's sad and, and, and uh, to see some of these people how they get suckered into this and they'll send thousands I mean hundreds of thousands of dollars and, and what it is it's some guy behind a computer using a false picture and a false name suckering these people into sending them money and uh, and so you know we can kind of jeer at that uh, to a certain extent again there's there's sympathy and empathy involved in those situations but at the same time we as christians uh, have to be very careful as well there's a lot of christians who've gotten suckered into a lot of uh, false teaching out there uh sadly uh, mormonism and jehovah's witness are on the rise i understand these are cults these are not christians despite to the contrary what mormons try to say they are a cult they are not christians and it's even said, statistically, uh, based on different studies, they're saying that uh, Islam may take over Europe uh, for too much longer. So that's even scarier. But as far as Christians go, we need to be on our toes as well and be very uh, aware of what's being taught out there. There's a lot of postmodern philosophies that have infiltrated the church. Uh, this relativistic view that there are no absolute truth, and we need to be aware of that. You know, this whole emergent church, this seeker-sensitive churches that are out there, and there are quite a few that are out there, uh, to be quite honest with you. And uh, many of them teach that there's not justification by faith alone. That's very scary to to think that there are people actually teaching that, and that um, uh, that. 
they may they believe that uh, uh, Jesus may not be the only way, or uh, that your sins aren't that bad and help you to justify them. I mean, that's that's the kind of things that we're looking at right now. Uh, you remember the people who uh, believed in uh, the Da Vinci Code? That's <laughs> a bunch of baloney in that in and of itself. But um, even though if you don't believe me, this is from Christianity Today. Uh, it says, the new perspective on Paul, which has captured many evangelical scholars and pastors, undermines justification by faith alone. The emergent church movement embraces much of the postmodern philosophy that there is no absolute truth. Uh, in this article, it says, a uh, theologian was out of Bethel College, but now teaches at Regent University. He's just that the, the Holy Spirit is at work in the world's other major religions. You believe this? And that Christians should be open to learning from and being enriched by the Spirit's work in world religions. It's unbelievable. This is from Christianity Today, March 2006, pages uh, 52 through 54 is where I got this from. And to suggest, you know, I say that's the, that's the real problem uh, among non-Christians and Christians alike, that they think that all roads lead to heaven. Nothing could be further from the truth. Jesus Christ, he, you know, we, we live in this 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 ridiculous mindset uh, of culture that everything has to be inclusive. You know, there was a, uh, a toothpaste commercial on earlier. Uh, no, I'm sorry, it was uh, mouthwash. That's what it was, mouthwash. And I'm telling you, they showed, uh, and I'm, I'm the least racist person you'll ever find. And I'm telling you the honest truth on that because where my grandmother's Japanese, the way I grew up and was made fun of, you know, I, so I, I get uh, the racism. I've been called a lot of racial slurs as a kid. But anyway, uh, but they had every, <laughs> I tell you, they were making sure they were covering their backsides. I mean, they had every, I think, ethnicity represented in there. And they, I think at the very end, they flashed up one white guy. I guess it was out of courtesy. They, uh, Flashed up one white guy, but that's the whole thing. You know, everything has to be inclusive. You have to have every color of the rainbow, and you have to have every alphabet, LGBTQ, whatever involved in every commercial, television show, movie, whatever. It's ridiculous. The, the word they don't like to hear is exclusive. And see, that's just it. Christianity is exclusive. Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. There's no other name uh, under heaven. Name. Can you re get into it? Is it through Jesus Christ alone? That's it. I mean, there, I don't care if you're a Buddhist, if you're a Muslim, if you're a Mormon, if you're a Jehovah's Witness, Hindu, whatever. The only way to heaven is confessing your sins, accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, understanding His atoning work on the cross, and that He died for you, that He rose from the grave for you, that you understand the, the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. We understand the Trinity. See, that's one thing that these cults, Islam, all these have, is they have problems with the Trinity. And not only do that, but if you look at Buddhism and Hinduism, and you have to attain certain levels. See, uh, with Christianity, God wants you just as you are. So he wants to attain a certain level. And the only way to heaven is exclusively through Jesus Christ alone. And so if you're going to a church where they're trying to help you justify your sins, help you make excuses for your sins, to make you feel like you don't have to accept Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, then you're in real trouble. They have problems with the Trinity. Honestly, you're in real trouble. You need to run away from that as fast and as far as you can go. Because we need a Savior. Yeah, that is our lifeline. That we need Jesus Christ. And you are a sinner. And God hates sin. And you know, that's just what I was talking about the other day that people don't like to hear. 
plows talking and, and it uh, you always hear well God uh, uh, hates the, the sin and not the sinner that's not true see God hates the sinner as well but he also loves the sinner see I mean there's that little that paradox there you're thinking what wait a minute what's he saying here because see God hates the sin and the sinner see his wrath will be poured out well, who's physically eternity in hell not your sins but the sinner see that drives through the heart through the core that you have to understand that you know you have to shake somebody up to realize, hey, I'm going to spend an eternity in hell if I don't change. See, everybody wants to sugarcoat it and make it feel not so bad. Well, God hates the sin, but not the sinner. So, therefore, you know, it gives you kind of a, a way out. And, well, God doesn't really hate me. No, God hates the sinner. He wants to feel his wrath. If you don't turn, you won't spend an eternity in hell. So, I think you need to understand that reality. But because of his love, for a sinful world and for the sinners, his grace abounds. And that's why he sent his only son to show us the way to heaven. And then you have the, the ability to accept or reject. So that's why we have that, that paradox of his hate and his love being shown at the same time. But nonetheless, when we look at this here, uh, this is one example uh, that, uh, of a secret church. All right, if you're kind of, you know, this is a quote from a secret church. Uh, have you ever wanted more out of life? We can help discover powerful and easy secrets that have been proven and are guaranteed to give you the results you want, whether you desire love, health, money, or simply more fulfillment and satisfaction in your life. Now is the time to take advantage of this new and exclusive series being introduced for the first time in this uh, particular area. Absolutely free. Learn how you, too, can, can start seeing an immediate difference. No matter who you are, you, too, can probably from knowing these safe, trusted, and easy-to-understand principles for personal growth and achievement. Stop missing out on the life you could be living. You have nothing to lose, everything to gain. See, this is kind of ridiculous garbage that is promoted and pushed by these secret churches. It's all about self-help, self-promotion, self-gain, financial, prosperity. What, what do they say? You reach peace and prosperity, they're kind of beating down your doors. That is exactly what they're talking about. It is, you know, it doesn't matter... If you have a church full of people and you're not teaching the truth, I would rather have a small church and be teaching the absolute truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ and have the largest church in the area and teaching them sugar-coated, watered-down garbage uh, in order to appease the masses. I'm here to to appease God. I'm here to serve an almighty God. I'm, I'm, he's the one I have to stand before. I'm the one I have to give a double account to, and he's the one I answer to. And that's why I preach the whole truth. My father preaches the whole truth, despite who may like it. You know, it's a little ridiculous sometimes. I can post something on social media as a little joke. And uh, <laughs> just even as much as yesterday, uh, just, you know, trying to throw something out there is a little uh, half funny. And uh, which, you know, clouded in truth. And to get to people with no sense of humor have to get on there and start, uh, uh, you know, giving me a lecture. And I'm thinking, really, guys, I mean, really lighten up, you know. So many people, I think, that read my, uh, uh, some of my stuff I put out there are in serious need of surgical procedures to remove sticks from certain areas of their anatomy. <laughs> So, fucking people, come on. Life doesn't have to be that serious. But, you know, the, the thing that is that, um, you know, we need to make sure that we are focused on what God's Word is telling us. And that we are focused on the truth whether we like it or not. You know, there, there are times when I'm 
Lord is leading you to speak on something, and it, it sets on my toes just as much as it does yours. It is, the past Wednesday evening was a good example of that. There were very much issues that I was talking about were areas that I was extremely weak and failing in and have failed in. And it hit me far more before it ever hit you. It Lord really brought me out of conviction and hanging my head in shame as I'm studying to teach and to preach. That's why I said before, I don't always understand why the Lord has called me to the ministry because I have so many shortcomings. I feel like it, um, uh, I'm the least worthy. You know, I feel like the Apostle Paul. You know, I'm the, I am the chief of sinners. You know, that's what I feel like sometimes. But when we look at these verses here in 1 John chapter 4, starting verse 1 through 6 in particular, is praying for that discernment and that understanding of what Christ wants for you and for your life and, you know, and to test all things. See, that's one thing we have to be, uh, be aware of is make sure that we're testing all things. Don't always just take my word for it, take my dad's word for it or whatever pastor is out there. You need to study to show yourself a prayer. You need to study and make sure that, hey, you know, uh, is what he's saying is true. That's why I told you one time that I had somebody tell me, say, uh, well, if you and your dad say it, then I know I can bank on it's the truth. And I never have to question it. I was like, whoa, don't ever do that, all right? Uh, we do our best to present the gospel the best way we can. We study. We try to do our best, but we are fallible individuals, and we may make a mistake. We may accidentally misquote something, not intentionally, but we, you know, in, in our in, in trying to remember everything we're pulled together for a message, so that might have got uh, misconstrued in interpretation of, of, uh, of something that we were trying to express in an illustration or what have you. And so it's always good to go back and double check and uh, say, well, wait a minute, you said such and such, but I was reading, and then you're like, oh, no, you know, and, and uh, when people have brought that to my attention, I make sure the next time I'm in front of the, uh, the camera or in front of the uh, congregation, I'll say, hey, I made a mistake. And correct it, you know, because we're, we're not perfect people, but we do the best we can and uh, to present the gospel and uh, to make sure the truth is being put out there. I'm not out there to, uh, to uh, spare your feelings. You know, I, again, I'm not out to hurt anybody. I'm not to, to intentionally try to hurt anybody. But if I have to shake you to get you to the point of making you understand your need for Jesus and your need for spiritual growth. See, that's another thing. It's one thing to come to know Jesus Christ, Lord and Savior, but your need for spiritual growth. And that's, that's, so, so many Christians are lacking in that area that they get saved and they feel like that's it. You have to continually grow in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. And I don't understand this, this apathy and complacency with, among the Christian community and why people don't want to grow and learn and know more about Jesus Christ. You should, call, you should never be satisfied with enough. You should want more and more and more of Jesus each and every day to be on fire, to be excited for the things of God. And I think that's one reason why so many churches... Their attendance has been on a decline because they are just satisfied with just enough. They make excuses to stay at home, and they and they just they don't want to come to church. You should be excited to want to come to church. You should be excited to want to learn more. Be excited to be around other Christian brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. I understand people have jobs, health issues. Things happen. I understand that. But if you're just making excuses to stay home, that's the problem. All right, that's what I'm getting at. So I mean, you can't help. 
life happens, all right, things that go on and, and you physically can't be in church, that's understandable. I'm not harping on, on those who, who cannot be there uh, for, because they have a particular reason, you know. But if you're just being lazy, that's what I'm driving at there. So I just want to make that clear. I don't want anybody to get upset and, and be like, well, man, I can't be there because I'm like, it's, it's all good, you know, so don't worry about that. But we need to make sure that we are praying for that discernment, that we're searching God out. And, uh, you know, there's that, uh, that familiar falsehood, it doesn't matter what you believe as long as you believe in something. That, you know, that's just insanity, you know, that people actually believe in that kind of, uh, of uh, uh, belief, I don't know what I'm trying to, you know what I'm saying, belief system, I guess what I'm trying to get out there. But anyway, uh, but that's what we see here in John 4, 1, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirit to see whether they are from God. Paul said a similar thing after saying that we should not despise prophetic utterances. He adds, but examine everything carefully. Hold fast to that which is good. We said First Thessalonians chapter 5, verses 20 through 21. True faith is not a blind leap into the dark. It examines its object carefully before putting trust in it. Uh, so that's what we see. Uh, there is, um, uh, his name is John Stott. Yeah, and he says, observes, that both Paul and John assumed as the reformers insisted that even the humblest Christian possessed the right to private judgment and both could and should apply the objective test John is about to give in this and and so we see in the spiritual sermon because remember Satan is at work. His forces are there. He is they are alive and well and they look for every opportunity to promote error. And so you gotta be careful. Just because somebody has a large following doesn't always make them right, you know. It's just like, um, uh, shoot, my mind just went blank on me. I was going to tell this. Um, Greg Locke was his name. There it is. He's standing guy. Now, right, this piece of, anyway, a person <laughs> that uh, uh, he has this, had this large gathering. I never liked him in the beginning. I thought he was a little opportunist. I think that every time that he found some way to, uh, whatever happened, he found somebody to get his face in a camera, so he started getting this large falling. Something about him always bothered me. Next thing I know, he's saying, now listen, will you get the, the stupid uh, COVID shot or not? I don't, really, I don't care. I could care less. I got him, which I didn't want to because my low immune system, my dad, he really kept harping until I got him. Got really sick from him. I will not ever have another one. But the point is, I could care less whether you get the shot, don't wear the shot. If you want to wear a mask, don't wear a mask. Whatever, man, that's 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 on you. I, I could care less. But this John, Locke, this Greg Locke guy gets up there and says, uh, if you uh, uh, wear a mask or get the shot, he doesn't he didn't want you in, in his church. I thought, all right, well, what a way to segregate, you know, and and tick off a whole group of individuals. All right, so maybe you could excuse that. But this next thing that he done. That if I ever could get got my hands upon this man, uh, I know this is the Christian attitude, but um, he would be gumming his food for a little while because what he said, because he said that those with autism were demon possessed, and people, you know that I have a very soft place in my heart when it comes to those with intellectual disabilities. I've worked extensively at Dawn of Hope. I've worked uh, in special education and uh, in Washington County Schools. I have a very special place in my heart for these individuals. And for him to say something like that, because I had a parent um, message me, and that's what brought it to my attention. I looked it up, and it was true. And his sister and I said, listen, don't believe that. That's garbage. That is nothing to be further from the truth. So just, I said, don't even give out any mind at all. So see, you have these pieces of 
people like this, I'm trying to choose my words carefully here, that are promoting this kind of, you know, saying wild, outrageous things. He had this large following. That's why we have to discern and pray because Satan knows how to infiltrate these people. And whether it's him or anybody else, we need to make sure and pray for the sensitive, be sensitive to leading the spirit for that proper discernment. Is what this person teaching? Is it theologically sound? Uh, are they about themselves? Is it a promotion of, of, of their ego? Uh, is this, Are they about money? Are they about peace and prosperity? Or are they actually preaching the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ? And that's what we have to look at. You know, a lot of people don't like that I get political or that my dad gets political. But there's something that we need to, if you notice, a lot of times when I do my Mad Matt's news and comment, if you notice, uh, nine times out of ten, a lot of times it'll tie into what I'm talking about because there are things that we need to be aware of in our, and as Christians that are going on in politics and culture that we can extrapolate from God's Word to have that discernment on how to handle those different situations. And if you're ignorant of those things, then you're not going to know how to handle it. And so that's why one reason why I do that. Not every time, but there's a lot of times when I'm saying will actually directly tie into what I'm talking about in that devotion. So that's why we have to pray and have discernment, whether it is politics, whether it is culture, whether it is church setting, to make sure that we're following God's word and we're, and we're demonstrating that Christian and Christ-like attitude, no matter what the situation is and what we're involved in, that we're handling in a way that God would have us to. And if you're cowering away, if you're showing spinelessness, if you're showing cowardice, as many Christians and pastors do, that ain't a good thing. You need to make sure you're having a spine, you're standing up for what is right, you're standing up for the word of God, and you're standing on the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, no matter what the world may say, what society may say, what even fellow Christians may say, as long as you know you're standing in God's truth, that's all that matters. And that's what we have to strive for. So pray for that discernment, pray for that uh, sensitivity of the leading of the Spirit to make sure that we're following the right path, not following our hearts, because what? The hearts are desperately wicked, who could know it? But that we're following Jesus Christ Himself. Let us pray. Dear Father, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Help us, Lord Jesus, each and every day to have that proper discernment. Help us, Lord Jesus, to serve you well. Help us, Lord Jesus, to stand on the foundation of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Help us, Lord, no matter what anybody says, that we are constantly following you, that we're standing on the truth of the gospel, and that we're not here for self-help and self-fulfillment and to bless our pocketbooks. We're here to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. We're here to make sure that we are the preservative, the salt that this world needs. And Lord, there's anyone watching and listening this morning that doesn't know you, let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill with the Holy Spirit. Lord, be with us. Lead God with your protection till we meet again. With all my friends and family who are watching and listening this morning, pray that you bless them, watch over protect them. Stand with our children who are going out to school, work, or play. Protect them. Lord, be with us as we, as we come back this evening at 7 p.m. for our Wednesday evening service. I pray that you bless this message. And Lord, just help us this day to be a light in this world of darkness. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, guys and gals, I appreciate you all for tuning in this morning. Hope everybody has a great day today, a fantabulous day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, and Lord willing, we'll see you tonight at 7, not online only. <laughs> Thanks for watching, and God bless.